Ash and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Now, we are excited. We've gone and done something. Do you remember yesterday uh, we were talking about Wembley, the old school ground game, and saying how it could be used to make the World Cup get over and done with much quicker than what what's going on right now. Another two games being played right now. Another two games later this afternoon. Wall-to-wall football, isn't it? Wall-to-wall football, even though England are through, which is uh, very exciting. So, we've gone and done it. We have arranged and we are going to put on a big grown-up game of Wembley. That's right. Maybe the UK's biggest ever game of World Cup Wembley. It's so exciting. We were talking after the show yesterday, messaging as the goals were flying in in the football last night, thinking, it's got to be something in this. got to be something in this. And we've got our people onto their people and their people onto our people. And we have arranged for next Thursday to have a big game of World Cup Wembley. So next Thursday morning, 10.45am, right, we'll bring the ball. I'm going to be the referee. Richie will be in goal. Yep. And then basically we'll draw, like... Teams out of a hat. If you if you if you're up for turning up, just an hour or so of your time, uh, we'll randomly allocate you a team. You'll represent them in in the World Cup in World Cup Wembley, and maybe we could actually predict who would go on and win the World Cup tournament itself. Well, there's the wonderful thing because our our World our World Cup Wembley is going to take place next Thursday morning at Wembley, at actual Wembley, at actual Wembley. Uh, that's when it's going to take place. The World Cup final won't happen for another 10 days after that we're going to be 10 days early predicting the winner of the World Cup so to hell with that squid or octopus from last time, (laughs) this is the real deal do you know what I mean, so if you're up for being in the home time World Cup Wembley tournament Thursday of next week at actual Wembley, all you've got to do is head to our website right now and sign up absolutelyradio.co.uk slash Wembley Slash win. win. Ten, <laughs> we couldn't get the Wembley bit. Yeah. At ten forty-five next Thursday morning, if you want to play, AbsoluteRadio.co.uk slash win. Get involved. And you remember the game? Basically, one goalie, which is going to be Richie. Yep. I'm going to be refereeing, and then basically get you represent a country each. If you score a goal, you go through to the next round. Absolutely. I think the last couple of people in each round get frozen out, yep. and we whittle it down to one big finale. It's going to be mint. And the bit that I can't get over is just how our, our producers here on Home Time. Fair play to, to Nick and Adem. They've managed to book actual Wembley because we give them a rough time. Uh, we, we do. Give do you them know what I mean? A rough well, time. So we well, should. Well, I've got to clarify one thing for terms and conditions. Adam has just piped up out of the blue. What's going on? Stay back after 10 days. We're going to play in Wembley, the area, not the stadium. All right, because we've been been saying, come and join us at actual Wembley. Because it is World Cup Wembley. World Cup Wembley. Yeah, we're going to be playing on the seven-side pitch at goals at Wembley, which is only a 51-minute walk from the stadium. 51 (laughs) minutes. Walk. This is so home time. (laughs) If you drive, it's like 10 minutes. Right. Can you even see the You can stadium? see the arches. You can see the arches if you look northwest outside the seven side pitch. Can I I don't wanna don't wanna cause any offence here, right? <laughs> I've been to the IKEA at Wembley, right? I don't wanna be like there's some tasty places around there, right? So what? There's me with me sat nav going around back streets getting lost. It's it is near a SO garage. Oh brilliant. If that helps. And Great. a Sainsbury's. Great, this has just got all that sparkle that you come to Come to know and love in the home time show. It is a 51-minute walk from Wembley Stadium. I'm just looking at his Google Maps. Great. We'll meet you at Wembley Stadium and we'll walk for an hour. <laughs> Don't let that put you off, though. It's going to be great for... Oh, my God, what if we get there next week? It's just me, you and him. <laughs> 
play skins. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. In the meantime, talking about football, it's fair to say that the downside of football is half and half football scarves. So awful. When did that become a thing? A terrible thing. They just kind of popped out of nowhere. You must have seen them where it's like, you know, if you go and watch two teams head-to-head, say England versus Wales last night, they have like an England half of one end of the scarf and a Welsh end of the other, and it's just not right. Uh, and weirdly enough, there was a guy on uh, Good Morning Britain, I think yesterday, or, uh, yeah, the head of the England-Wales game, had a, he had a half and half football shirt on. <laughs> Half Wales, half England. It's just, just... It's an awful thing. Yeah. But let's try and correct the balance in the universe. In, the, in this hour of home time this evening, uh, half and half football scarves are a bad thing, but can you think of a good half and half combination? Yes. Go on, then. What are you, what crunch are you corners. Muller crunch corners. Crunch corner. Sounds like a soft play. You've had one of these. You must have had one of these. Square of yoghurt, OK, uh-huh. but uh, halfway across, uh, you've got a secondary punnet. So say, for example, you might have vanilla yoghurt, and oh. then there might be some sort of like little crunchy bits of chocolate that you then you either tip in or you can use your spoon scoop. to dip and scoop. So, Because I like the one with like strawberry jam type thing. You there you in. go. That's your fruit corner. That that's is. another good... Uh, that is a good half and half. Yeah. Uh, Ando says lager shandy. Uh, I'm not I so sure know. about that. And then Ricky says... This is... I mean, this is what's interesting insight into people's lives. He says, chaps, half and half roasts. Hashtag two meats, baby, which is a hashtag I never want to see again for the rest of my life. Two meats on a roast dinner? I've never seen that. I've never seen that before in my life. You wouldn't even have that allowed at a Toby Carvery. You'd be chucked into the car park. At any <laughs> it's awful. Self-respecting Toby Carvery. So, look, half and half football scarves are awful, but what is a good half and half thing? Have you say? Some outrageous stuff coming in. Julie says, half pepperoni pizza, half Nduja pizza. Have I, ever, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, you're, you're, you've had Nduja before. Have I'm I? sure you have, yeah. Uh, spicy, very spicy sausage, sir. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and Shane says half marmite, half marmalade, marmite for the main, marmalade for the pudding. No. No, 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 no. Mark says half sweet, half salted popcorn, salt at the top, sweet for dessert. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Uh, Angel says Battenberg cake. <laughs> is it half and half? I guess it is, isn't it? It's like quarters, isn't it? Uh, Stevie says a minotaur. I don't know if they're good. Are they good, though? Or they, they, they're generally quite aggressive, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Particularly if you work your way into their labyrinth. Yes, tell us what the good half is, please. Yes. Uh, Rick, half and half? Half chips, half rice. No, in what, in what contest? Because Richie and I have never... Have you ever had this before? I've never had half chips, half rice, I don't think. Where are you having half chips, half rice? Well, when you go to the Chinese? Never had... I've never... Normally, I avoid. No offence. I don't want. I don't want to get into trouble. I, don't, I just avoid chips from the Chinese because it's, it's not their specialist thing, is it? Chinese food is their specialist thing. It's rice. It's rice and that, isn't it? No, it's, it's Chinese. It's ace, half chips, half rice. Give us your order then. What are you having when you go to your local Chinese then, Rick? Uh, sweet and sour chicken, half chips, half rice. <laughs> <laughs> wow, when are you going into the weightlifting competition then, uh, Rick? That's like power, powering up there. That's amazing. Absolutely. Do you know what? I, 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 yeah, both of us are coming across naive regarding our takeaway orders here, but the way he pitches it there, I could see it because, like, you know, chicken and chips obviously goes together. Yeah. Why would you not? Why would you rule it Absolute out? Absolutely. Taste sensation. You're missing out. Some interesting stuff coming into the studio this evening. Uh, we've got Kevin on the line who wants to put something forward. What, what's it called, Kevin? Uh, it's called the brown code. Um, Sorry, you know, d- I... in case you missed that, it's the, the, the drink you're recommending is called a brown cow. Correct, a brown coat. That's that's the name for it. How do you make that then? What, what's what's in it? Well, what you do is you've got good fresh milk, a big pint glass, pour in half milk, and then you get some Coca Cola. Oh, oh dear. pour that as the second half, and then just to top it off, put a little bit of crushed ice in there. Leave yourself a 
a couple of centimetres on top before you um, after you put the the, the, the the coke and then you put crushed ice on that guys I tell you what try it I know you guys do the toasty Tuesday thing yeah I think you should try you should try it um, you know a drinky winky thing or something you know <laughs> drinky, drinky winky. winky I'd just love to send an email to our boss Paul asking if we can have brown cow Monday he'll be like what <laughs> It is absolutely delicious. It's, wait, maybe is it a Scottish thing adding Coca-Cola to things? Because I went to university with a lad from Falkirk and he used to make this drink called Calimucho, which was red wine, and they'd ask, he'd add Coca-Cola to that. Oh. <laughs> well, that, that could be quite violent because, I mean, you wouldn't taste the wine and you could just drink it all night. I suppose you wake up the next day with a huge hangover. Well, maybe, maybe Drinky Winky Fridays is, is getting a better bar idea all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'm sure you get a lot of recommendations coming through. <laughs> well, Kevin, um, look, it's it's fascinated us and yeah. we've repealed against it pretty quickly. However, I can't rule out that we won't try it. <laughs> Please do, guys. Let me know how it goes. Uh, my phone's just pinged and it's a message from our boss, Paul, saying that we definitely, definitely can't do Scottish Kevin's uh, brown cow uh, milk and coke drink live on the radio. Well, Paul, we've got news for you. We only happen to have in the building lots of pints of milk yeah. and quite a few cans of Coke. What did, uh, what did Kevin call it? Drinky Winky or something? Drinky Winky it? Fridays. It? Yeah. it could be a thing going forwards. Well, it, it doesn't look as violent as I thought it would. It smells like something you might clean um, a car's engine with, though. That's the only problem <laughs> I've got. So this is, this is half Coke... This is half milk. I mean, Kevin was from from Hamilton, yeah. but we don't know whether this is a Scottish thing. But no. we're, we're obviously giving it the full bagpipes there to make it feel like that. But semi skimmed milk, uh, full fat Coke. Just for those of you who want to make this at home, uh, let's give it a go. Oh, do you know what? I no, quite like, I quite like that. No, 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 no. We, you and me have had a bad couple of days on agreeing on things. <laughs> That's that is vile. It tastes of milk, but it's fizzy milk with it's like fizzy a, milk. Fizzy milk, but with a sweet, with just it's, uh, that is absolutely vile. People love milk. People love fizz. Put them together. What you got? No, <laughs> fizzy milk. Thank you so much. Drink, <laughs> Drinky Winky Friday is going to be a thing on this show. Been quite a lot of food and drink chat in the show this evening after the half and half talk uh, earlier. Not just that brown cow milk and Coca-Cola abomination. Mm. Uh, but earlier we were talking about the fact that some people have more than one meat for their roasts. Madness. Stacey's hanging on. She's a believer. It's the way forward. So you're saying that mixing meat on a on a carvery, Sunday carvery, roast dinner, is actually a good thing? Yeah, yeah. We have um, a village pub and we have uh, five meats that we have on a Sunday. And people can have two sizes of roast, so they can have a medium and a large. They have a large, they can have all five meats on it. Five and if they have a medium, they can have about three. So let's just tick these off. Let's Save name the meats. I'm going to get it. What, what are the five I can have on my large? Let's try and get them. Let's try and guess them. So pork. Pork for bush. Um, I'm going to go lamb. Lamb. That's two. Yeah. I'll go beef. Yeah. Play along at home. <laughs> um, uh, chicken. Chicken. No, not quite. What? Turkey. Turkey? Oh, turkey. One, two, three, turkey. four. Four. You need the fifth meat. Veal. No, no. Fifth. What is the other? They're, they're, they're all the meats, aren't they? No, you've got gammon. Oh. oh, wow. That's pork. 
Well, it is, but it's a different kind of pork. Okay. It comes under the umbrella of pork, <laughs> but it's fine. So you could go on there wow. and have five different meats on your plate, and people love it then, yeah? They do, and you can have a sausage. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Thought you'd never ask. <laughs> um, Stacey, uh, plug the pub. Uh, how, how much? How much is a five meat sausage um, getting me? Uh, Twelve ninety five. That you can't That's argue very with that. That you cannot argue wow. with that. Wow! Right, we're, getting, we're coming down. Yeah. Awesome, do that. Come Where, down. Where's the pub? What's the name, Stacey? Uh, the pub is the Farmer's Boy. It's in a small village called Kensworth near Dunstable. Brilliant. Put us down for a five metre. Excellent, see you Sunday. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. We have a £1,000 and a bunch of board games to be won. All thanks to our lovely friends at Unbox and Play. Uh, so, on the line right now, we have two players about to play our competition. Let's meet them dead quick. First line, we've got Lara. Where are you from, Lara, and how are you doing? Um, I'm just down the road from here, actually, in uh, South End. Old, good old South End. Uh, and how is it in South End today? Obviously, I'm here in central London. Uh, nice and toasty and warm at the moment. OK, fair enough. She's nice and toasty and warm. Up against Lara, not literally, but in terms of competition, uh, is Chad. Chad, where are you calling from? Hello, yeah, I'm calling from Catrick, up in North Yorkshire. Oh, but is it cold up there in Catrick? No, not for us, tough northerners. OK, <laughs> tough northerner, and then Lara the southerner, we're ready to go. Here's the rules, guys. Taco, cat, goat, cheese, pizza is the fastest action card game that only takes 60 seconds to learn. To win the money, you'll each have 60 seconds on the clock to answer as many questions put to you by Mr Richie Firth on tacos, cats, goats, cheeses and pizzas as possible. The person with the most correct uh, answers wins the prize. Is that simple, guys? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> OK, they both know what's going on. Well, let's get ready to play. Uh, Lara, you will get the first 60 seconds, so, Chad, hold tight. Uh, Lara, are you ready? As I'll ever be. Your 60 seconds starts now. What is the name of a baby goat called? A kid. Yes. How many tacos do Americans eat each year? 2.7 billion, 4.5 billion or 7.9 billion? Uh. 4.5. Correct. What type of cat is famously hairless? Manx. No. Oh. Uh, what cheese is used in a tiramisu? Mascarpone. Yes. Which pizza only has tomato, garlic, oregano and oil for toppings? Pass. OK. Uh, what name describes a male goat? Billy. Correct. What is the name of the cat that lives at number 10 Downing Street? Pass. OK. Which country is Camembert from? France. Yes. Taco what is a famous chain of fast food... Taco Bell. Fi- eh? Taco Bell. Correct. Uh, which Italian city is said to be the birthplace of pizza? Napoli. Uh, I'll give you that, Naples. Uh, time is Ooh, up. One, two, tough, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, very good, Lara. Good score. Chad, it's competitive. Uh, t- uh, 60 seconds for you. Are you ready, my friend? I am, yes. Right, here we go. 60 seconds time starts now. Ham and pineapple on a pizza is often called by the name of which country? Hawaii. Yes. Uh, What is the world record of most tacos eaten in eight minutes? 82, 142 or 167? 142. No. Uh, What is the name of Postman Pat's cat? Yes. Correct. In which English county can you find the village of Cheddar? Gloucester. No. Uh, what do we call a female goat? Pass. Okay. Uh, what is a folded pizza called? 
Calzone. Yes, correct. The United States' most popular cream cheese is named after what American city? Pass. Uh, taco is translated to what? Light lunch, hard lunch or mini lunch? Light lunch. Correct. How many lives is a cat said to have? Nine. Correct. How many hoofs does a mountain goat have? Four. Ooh. Four. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, Chad, hard luck. Congratulations, <laughs> Lara. You have just won £1,000 in a stack of board games. Oh, my gosh. What about that? <laughs> so you saw it for Christmas and trying and playing board games and stuff now, aren't you? Oh my God, that's amazing! Thank you so much. Well, listen, lovely to speak to you. Uh, Chad's gone. He's absolutely sick of Hard it. Luck, Chad. Thrown the phone down. He had a massive, uh, massive. I don't know, hallway he was in. He had the echo on him. I've never anything like it. Cavernous. It literally was cavernous. But uh, we're chuffed for you. Have a brilliant night. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's all thanks to Unbox and Play. Entertain the whole family this Christmas and spend more meaningful time together. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Rebecca in Portsmouth has just this minute texted to say, I've just tried brown cow. Richie, what's wrong with you? This is the best drink ever and I'm disappointed I wasn't told about it sooner. (laughs) What about that? In the meantime, though, let's move on to Catalogue Corner. Do you know how this works? Uh, we, we, this is about our love of catalogues from back in the day. Do you remember catalogues from back in the day? Uh, just how they smelt, how they felt, the, the weight of them. Flipping through the different pages, choosing toys for Christmas, filling out that form at the end to send off for it, to wait for the toys and stuff to return. <laughs> Every week what we do is we pick a random page from a random year and then that is the topic of the final hour of the show. Uh, so we've, we've, we've chosen the catalogue for for this hour from the archive of the Argos catalogues. It's the autumn-winter Argos catalogue from 1991. We would have been picking Christmas presents from this catalogue years ago. Front cover is uh, what appears to be a burgundy, quite thick shag pile carpet. Uh, Some dumbbells on there, a diffuser, an iron, a discman, and then an old-fashioned massive... Walk around mobile phone. Brilliant. So, Richie, uh, it goes up to page 366. What page would you like to go for? Uh, let's go for page 244. 244 here on Catalogue Corner. And, of course, this is the topic for the remainder of the show. OK, here we go. Completely randomly generated. What's happened? <laughs> we have alighted upon bags. <laughs> Specifically sports bags. Specifically, you remember high-tech and head bags that used to have... At school. Yeah. Specifically, those bags that used to inexplicably have a weird bit you could separate off with a zip as a little handbag. <laughs> what use was that to an 11-year-old kid? Do you remember them? I do. So, have a think about the bag that you used to have at school. Uh, anything to do with bags, anything on this topic is the topic for the final hour of the show tonight on uh, Catalogue Corner. I mean, we know that inflation has uh, risen a lot since 1989, but, I mean, the prices of some of these bags are just startling. It's so reasonable, isn't it? Some of the stuff you could pick up. A Puma Bomber sports bag, PVC, 1099. What kind of bag were you rocking back in this era in the 90s then? School bag, what do you have? This kind of stuff, this kind of stuff. I think I had a Gola one. That's not bad. I mean, I, I had an Everton. I had an Everton bag. I, I, I kid you not. And every day, at least a few times a week, people used to spit on it and put it in the bin. <laughs> That's really bad. Isn't that terrible? Isn't that a terrible thing? Your stories about your bags, please. Uh, Ben's in Nottingham says, "I was one of those kids that didn't have a cool head bag as a young school kid." So I'm feeling sorry for Ben. Wonder what he had. But then he says, "Eventually, I did get one when I was about fifteen, and I had it." Until my mid-thirties. Wow, they do they do stand the test of times, kind of faux leather thing going on there. Unfortunately, my ex-wife threw it away. 
Oh dear. I think that, that story turned at the end, didn't it? It appears played part of the decision that Ben then took. But there we go. It's not it's the not, only thing of mine she threw away. It's not uh, and destroyed. Mired in that. Uh, Steve says I was the adult magazine baron of my secondary school. I had one of those head bags with the removable end piece. Oh, my word. And he goes one further. The bottom of the main bag had a removable floor that I could use to secrete adult magazine contraband. Happy days, says Steve, bold as brass. More of your... (laughs) (laughs) This is panning out exactly how we hoped. (laughs) More of your bag stories, please. Uh, This one comes with a warning. Don't try this at home. It's uh, deep... Deeply irresponsible Peter in Buckinghamshire says, we spent an entire chemistry lesson filling up my mate's large head bag with gas from the gas taps on the benches. Don't do it either. At the end of the lesson, we took it to the quad where we jumped on it whilst I held a lighter to the small hole at the end of the zip. The ensuing fireball was, to say the least, impressive. Unfortunately, witnessed by another teacher and there was big trouble. 1989 school days. It's literally like an episode of Grange Hill. Uh, John says, my school bag was a Blaupunkt Radio Adidas bag. Oh, I remember Blaupunkt. My dad sold VW vans. That's the radios they had fitted. Unfortunately, on a trip away, my friend Martin threw up all over it. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh dear. He'd had porridge for breakfast, clearly. Um, uh, some wonderfully... Highs and lows in that story, isn't it? Beautiful bag stories uh, tonight. Uh, we've got Mark on the line for a bag story. Is that correct, Mark? I do. Uh, but when I was back in high school, so this was like, what, 1998, I think, something like that, uh, my dad gave me 20 quid to buy a backpack, expecting change. I, I spent the whole 20... Pounds on a hawk skateboarding backpack, and I'm 35 now, and it's still going strong. Whoa! I mean, I don't know if we've got time to get a, a longest-serving bag phoner this <laughs> evening on the show. We might run out of time. You say a hawk skateboarding bag? Is that as in Tony Hawk for the skateboarding legend? That's exactly it. Yeah. Wow, he makes good bags too, doesn't he? He does. I mean, we were looking at some of the prices of these bags. I mean, we, we're looking, they were coming about 12 99 13 quid. You spent 20 quid, so that was a posh bag. But I guess the last laugh is on your old man because it's still going all these years later. That's it. You know, it's been abroad with me. It's been to university with me. It's been carried all my tools to the scrapyard. And oh. It's been in perfect condition. Fantastic. And what's, what's in there in it at the moment? Are you using it right now? You used it today? Uh, I haven't used it today, no. There's a sort of like it's almost like a grab bag, and there's like a phone charger and stuff just in there at the moment. So if I if I need to flee the house, I can take it with me. I can imagine, yeah, mobile phone charger, links Africa, wallet, that kind of thing. <laughs> Man <lot>. stuff. <laughs> exactly. Uh, your bags of uh, school days. Claire, what did you have? Um, I had an Umbro bag, circa 95, 96. A dark blue one. Brilliant. And what was its unique kind of behaviour, or what was it like, that bag? Um... It was quite trendy at the time to have the straps as long as possible. So that it was literally like, if it went any more, it would just fall off the straps off your back. But as you walked, it like bounced on your bottom as you walked. <laughs> Different times back then. Did it, have, did it have a detachable bit that would turn into like a portable handbag? No, it didn't actually. It did have a big front pocket though, and it had like an over-the-top sort of clasp top. But I think I had to take that fines all over the front. Brilliant. Now, a lot of people are saying that their bags are still going strong. Would you be able to say where that 1996 bouncing Umbro bag is these days? No, I think it had its day, I think. Oh. I moved out quite a few times, went to uni, and it just it went, I'm afraid. It went to the bag graveyard somewhere. Well, you oh. never know, you never know, because you know sometimes when you see those fo- those pictures of, like, drone footage of indigenous species that have not had any outside contact, and they're always wearing, like, Liverpool shirts from the uh, late 80s, early yeah. 90s. They could, one of them could have your yeah. uh, umbro bag, do you know what I mean? You know what, it, it could be, and it could be lying next to my kappa trousers. Oh, <laughs> oh that's dating it. <laughs> what about that? 
I, I think the final word on tonight's show, if you're in agreement, should be offered to our producer Adem because he's been away for the last ten days or so. Yes, that's true. And I would imagine he's really, really, really missed us. Uh, and he's come back and he's booked us this uh, this pitch in the shadow of Wembley for our World Cup uh, Wembley next Thursday morning. AbsoluteRadio.co.uk slash win if you want to go down there. What a day he's had. But the chance to sort of find out if he's missed us or not. So, yeah, you've been back in the room with us, Adem, then for uh, you know an entire show. How do you feel? You must be elated. Uh, contract- contractually. Oh, I can't even say the word. <laughs> I'm going to edit this out. No, this is how we end him. How do you say the word? Contractually. Yeah, contractually. Contractually, I'll be okay? back tomorrow. Are you okay? <laughs> Everyone understands what they hear more, having just heard you. Don't take this the wrong way, but I am going to turn your it's microphone off. It's been a long off. day. Yeah, okay. Let's, day. let's turn that off. He's gone now. Uh, that won't be happening again. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway.